Hey guys, this is Nikki with FM99 and I am here with the fabulous Taylor Momsen of The Pretty Reckless. How are you? Hey, I'm doing very well. How are you? Doing awesome. It's so good to see you again. You too. You look fabulous. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm happy the world is starting to get back to normal. It makes me makes I know. Me makes my heart warm like finally like it's it's not entirely there yet but like we're getting towards the uh towards the right track yes. i think every baby step is a step yeah. in the right direction yes baby steps is like how i live my life at this point so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's all of us right now truly yeah i agree um so i gotta tell you your album death by rock and roll i am a huge huge fan first of all Thank you um I have been listening to it uh, incessantly. And uh, I had some questions for you about the album itself. First of all, it's been getting a ton of positive press and feedback and reviews and... I know, it's, sorry, I didn't know if you were finished. You're like, you're like, uh, you're like, you're like, you're like these Zoom things, like you can't really talk over each other. So like, I wait. Yeah. Um, no, it's been, it's been insane. Like the, the fact that, you know, the record came out is like blowing my mind. The fact that it's out and people can actually listen to it now is insane. And like the response has just been so overwhelmingly positive. And like, that's such like that warms my heart. So like, it's so amazing to see that and feel that and hear that. And it's still very bizarre that we can't play it live, obviously yet. Um, you know, fingers crossed that that is gonna, you know, live shows will come to fruition sooner than later but um up until then like just seeing the online reaction and stuff has just been uh honestly mind-blowing like it's it's been we have the best fans like they stick with us through everything and they're always there and it's just that it, that's such a nice um support system to have like it's just it's insane so i'm i'm just i'm really grateful and i'm really thankful and because this record's so important to me like death by rock and roll means the world to me and like to put it out and you know anytime you put out an album you never know what to expect or what like I try to not think that way um not even try I just I really don't and so you never really know what to think and then suddenly it's out and you're like ah what's uh you know what's ever gonna say and and apparently people are seeming to really connect to it like they're connecting to it and they're really um delving into it and really enjoying it and that just makes me so happy because that's all you can ask from music, you know, is, is hopefully it connects to the audience and the listener and, um, and yeah, so I'm just so grateful and so thankful and we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to tell you, so you, the sound of this album, like you especially is in my opinion, quite different than before. And, you know, I don't know if it's a, like, it's almost like a, you know, you have nothing to prove anymore. You have come into your own and you're like, you know, this is me and you're either going to like it or you aren't. Um, like, why, why is that? Is that kind of what I'm hearing or? I mean, yes and no. I think I've always kind of had that attitude, um, you know, since I formed the band, like back in 2000, was it 2008 at this yeah. point? Um, uh, geez, time flies. Um, you know, my attitude's always kind of been, my way or like if you don't like it there's something else for you that's fine like that's cool like I'm I'm good with that but uh but I, I you know I make music for myself and I think that 
this record, you know, we went through a lot of loss and a lot of, um, a lot of pain, and a lot of loss in the pretty reckless family and the pretty reckless world. Kind of like what I kind of calling like one, two punches. Um, and you know, that it, it definitely took me down there for a while. And, and it took a lot for me to kind of rebuild and as cliche as it may sound, it was, you know, to make a very, very long story short, it was, it was legitimately music that, that saved my life. It was the thing that like brought me back to, to me, to, to, you know, to me being able to find like writing music and like finally picking up a guitar and putting pen to paper and like writing everything that I'd been kind of repressing and holding inside and like letting that out was, um, was just a very, it was the start of a very, uh, emotional roller coaster but like the thing that i really needed to do for myself to to heal myself and to continue living and i'm i'm really glad that i you know made that decision to move forward because it it could have very easily gone in the opposite direction and sure. you know that wouldn't have been good for anyone no definitely not <laughs> no and that comes through you know that that passion and, and pain really um i mean you can hear it you can feel it Thank you. I mean, I think that's that's kind of what I was trying to get at without saying it is I think that there's something so raw and so, like specifically with I mean, it's all the songs, it's all the lyrics, it's, you know, it's, it's everything about the album, but specifically like the vocal performance. Um, there's something so raw about it and so honest that I, you know, I was I was living that I was living that pain. I was living in it and I couldn't escape it. And so there was no hiding from it and there was no fabricating it and there's no fixing it. There was like, there's nothing to do other than um, embrace it, I guess. Right. And that's, and I think that that's something that really shows a lot of growth on this album. Um, also that, and the fact that I'm older, you know, it, like, just, like just physically, like, like I'm, I'm now 27 and you know, when we first formed the band, I was only, 15, 14, 15. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, you know, so there's, there's definitely a maturity that has come along with just the simplicity of age and getting older, but like also when you go through a lot of traumatic experiences, I think that that, um, you know, it ages you in, in some way, whether you, whether you want it to or not, there's the life is so, and I think that that's something that I couldn't escape, um, while performing the songs in the studio, like there were certainly some songs that were uh, definitely harder for me to perform than others. And like, I had to kind of take a step back and be like, today's not the day for that one. Let's try it again tomorrow, you know? I can uh, imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, your song, uh, Rock and Roll Heaven, rocked me. <laughs> uh, you know, I used to steal my parents' vinyls too. And, uh, it's the only way to go. It, it is. And so like when I first listened to the song, I was like, I feel this on such a deep level. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing now, like because we can't tour, my favorite thing is um, I didn't know this was a thing before because I'm very like technologically challenged and I don't really look at the Internet very often and all that. Um, but I have just now discovered for the first time like reaction videos like when people 
hear your music for the first time and they push play and like videotape themselves. Like apparently that's a thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's amazing. (laughs) Like it's so interesting to me to see someone's reaction to something that, you know, I spent years or months or what, you know, however long working on um, and see their, you know, point of view um, in a very honest response for the first time. And it's like, it's, it's become my new like obsession and like in a mild way, like I, I don't go, I don't go like down the rabbit hole, but like I've seen a couple and, the, and it just puts a giant smile on my face because in lieu of being able to, you know, feel that kind of response and that, um, you know, the energy from a crowd, like in real time and in person, um, getting to see it online is in real in real time is you know is still equally fun and uh and is been tidying me over until we can finally get in front of an actual audience (laughs) i love that and look forward to it uh we've got a question what would you tell 2009 taylor to look out for when starting a career in music uh look out for um I don't know. Honestly, I, I like, I, I really don't. I'm, I've always been bad at taking advice and I've always been bad at giving advice. Um, I kind of try to, you know, hopefully learn from my mistakes, but I kind of, I'm one of those people that kind of likes to, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a non, uh, profanity word. Um, you know, F F up and, yeah. uh, and then learn, and learn from it. Um, you know, hopefully. So 2000, uh, I think I would probably just tell myself that you're going to go through a lot of crap that you were not expecting and it's going to hit you very hard at some point. Um, and you're not going to know how to handle it, but trust your gut, trust your instincts. Music is the right path for you that is the thing that's going to save your life at the end of the day and just believe believe in that like trust yourself and i think that that's the only advice i would tell myself you know forever forever ago um and i still tell myself that like every day so it's you know but i but i but i fully firmly believe that that is true like if you if you trust in yourself and you trust in your instincts and your and your gut that you know you're going to get to a place that you know it might not be the place that you saw or envisioned when you were like a child but you're going to get to a place where um what you're doing is legitimately making you happy in a way that is unlike anything else and that's a blessing so yeah that's a great piece of advice to give 2009 taylor i think <laughs> sure. <right? laughs> I just be like, "Hey, 2009 Taylor, you're you're you you might everyone thinks you're insane right now because everyone thought I was crazy in 2009. Um, but <laughs> 2009 Taylor, you're doing the right thing. Stick with it. That's right. Absolutely <laughs> agreed. Um, so, question about the album, and forgive me if I'm if I'm forgetting something. I should already know. Was this recorded during quarantine or prior to? Oh no, uh, prior to. Prior to, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I knew we had the first song, the first single release last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like a delay, right, for when you actually released the album. Yeah, well, 
it was a very, we finished the album um, basically right before quarantine. Uh, we were actually in New York back in, was it March of 2020? Uh, we were in New York shooting the album cover and the single cover for Death by Rock and Roll and, you know, all of that, um, like doing the, you know, the visual side of it. Um, not the music videos yet, but the the album packaging. And shortly in, right after we finished that, you know, uh, we I came back up to New England because that's where we, we have our rehearsal space and we were starting to, you know, rehearse to go on tour. We had this like amazing, amazing tours planned. I mean, from the Foo Fighters to Pearl Jam to all the festivals, Gary Clark Jr., Guns N' Roses. Like it was, it was going to, it was Gonna, it was looking like it was going to be a really awesome year, like 2020. Um, and as soon as I got back up to, uh, I live in Maine, but New England, um, and we started to rehearse, that's when, you know, lockdown started and quarantine started. And so I kind of got stuck up here. Um, and I've been here essentially ever since, except for the one little brief trip we took to New York for a week where we shot three music videos back to back, which was just Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was insanity. Um on so many levels, but uh but awesome and like and and very refreshing and very um re reviving, I guess, in a lot of ways. Like it was something that like we needed to do, I needed to do, like I need to get I need to get out of the house. And you know, we took every safety protocol possible. Um, is very terrifying to me in a lot of ways because I'm I'm a hypochondriac. Um, okay. It's kind of my worst nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah. um, like pre-COVID, I used to, I flew with masks and rubber gloves, and I'm not a big fan of shaking hands. It's nothing personal, but I always do the like the elbow bump or the you know fist bump or whatever. Yeah. Just because I think it kind of stems from being a, a a singer and being on tour because if you get sick on tour, especially as a singer. Um, you don't ever recover. Like even if, even if you get better, you're never a hundred percent again. And that sucks. And so, yeah. so I do everything, you know, I have Purell in all my pockets. And even when I like didn't wear pants, I had it like stuck in my garters or whatever. Like you know, <laughs> I was one of those weirdos. Um, so this was kind of my worst nightmare. So filming videos in COVID was like a whole, whole thing um but i'm really proud with how they turned out and uh you know we we put our all into them and and uh and yeah and they're out it's 25 is out and so it went is out and um there's a third one coming which i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say what it is yet but it it, it might be my favorite one okay fair enough god look forward to figuring out which one that is um speaking of and so it went Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine uh, is with you. How did that happen? Well, I love Tom. I mean, first of all, I love Rage. Obviously, um, I'm a huge Audio Slave fan. I'm a huge, <clears throat> I'm a huge Tom Morello fan all around. I love, like, I love guitar players. I always say this: I, I love guitar players, not just guitar players, but musicians, but specifically guitar players, like who really have just a a unique and distinct voice like with their, with their instrument where when they play it, it sounds like a human voice in a way where it's not, um, you know, it's, it, you're not just hearing someone that practiced a lot of scales and can play really fast. You're actually like 
hearing someone emote something. And I feel like Tom always does that. And he essentially reinvented the guitar, um, you know, in one aspect. And I've always appreciated his playing. And so when and so it went, the song came about. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm going a little too far forward for us. We, we met, Tom and I met kind of briefly many times like throughout the years at festivals and you know like as musicians do while touring um and we were kind of kind of friends or whatever but um we really kind of reconnected at the chris cornell i am the highway tribute show in los angeles in 2000 was it 2019 um because we were both playing with soundgarden on the song loud love and so that's really where we kind of like rebonded or reformed our friendship or you know whatever you want to call it and shortly after that show we were starting to record the new record and i had written the song and so it went and just i tend to not actually be a fan of collaborate not not a fan but like i i tend like i feel like collaborations especially in today's modern paradigm of music can be they can be very overdone and um, kind of created from like a label or, you know, like a marketing standpoint instead of like an actual like artistic expression. And that's never something that I am interested in being a part of. And so, you know, but when I, so for, for, and so it went, when I finished writing the song, I just lyrically and melodically and musically and the, you know, energetically, like all of, all of those components kind of came together and it just made so much musical sense to me that Tom be a part of it. I was like, Tom would kill this, like this, he would, he would take this song and he's, if he plays a solo on this, he's going to elevate it to the, its full potential. Um, and so I sent him a demo of it. I called him up and sent him a really rough demo and was like, Hey man, you want to, we take a listen to this and see if you would want to lend your amazing voice and magic to this and he thankfully said yes and um when he sent his tracks back it it when we put it all together it did exactly what i thought it was going to do like if you don't already have the song on 10 when he comes in you're certainly turning up your radio so um thank you i owe you one man (laughs) (laughs) love it um one of my favorite songs on the album is um Witches Burn. Thank you. I can listen to that one on 10 from the start. Um, Broomsticks, which yeah. leads into Witches Burn. So talk to me about that. What? How did that kind of, it's fun. I love it. It's kind of whimsical. Um, you know, I'm a, I go to Salem, Massachusetts every year. I'm a New Englander myself. So, um, you know, kind of resonated a little bit with me, but I'm curious as, as to where it came from. Um. Well, now I have you're going to have to re-ask me the question because where are you from in New England? Um, I grew up in Mystic, Connecticut. Okay. I know that very well. I love yeah. it. I do too. It's a great little area and I miss it very much. Oh, well, hopefully, you know, when the pandemic ends, you can revisit. Um, wait, so what was your question? Uh, wait, uh, broomsticks. Yes. Um, so broomsticks, you know, I think that that, I'm a huge fan of Halloween. Me too. I always have been. It's one of like I don't know if I necessarily consider it a holiday, but it's it's a t- it's a time period um, that comes around once a year that I very much enjoy. Have you gone to Salem in October? Uh no. You should. 
I I'm going to. Hey, hey, you know, witches burn. We got uh, we got another October coming up, so things might things might be percolating. Um, so broomsticks. I mean, I, I've always been a fan of of. I don't I don't like to call it an interlude, but essentially that's what it is. Um, it's it's something that I kind of. I feel like I learned from the Beatles, like, you know, they kind of did that a lot where there's these kind of small songs that lead into the grander song and broomsticks is essentially, um, you know, the interlude or the introduction to, or the prelude or whatever you want to call it to which is burn. Um, and it's this kind of whimsical, uh, weird, um, kind of actually complex musical piece that, to me stood alone. Like I, like we, we debated putting it at the front of Witches Burn and, and just having it be called Witches Burn. But I was like, no, this is its own piece of music and it deserves its own title. And, and yes, it needs to be in front of it because they do coincide with each other, but um, it needed, it needed its own title. So, yeah. I, so I went with broomsticks and, um, and it's, a, it's just a small little piece of music that I'm very proud of. And uh and something fun for Halloween, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I like it came on and I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> it's just, you know, unexpected and fun, just kind of in the middle, you know, there leading into uh, which is burn, like I said, which I just love. Thank you. Which is burn is a, I don't even know what to say about which is burn, honestly. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just a story. I mean, that's what songs are like. They're just stories at the end of the day. It's not, literal per se but um but i think you know it, it certainly deals with talking about being a woman or a witch you know whatever whatever you want to <laughs> like um and just kind of you know the trials and persecution that i think everyone not just women but i think everyone goes through in life at some point and um and especially in today's culture it seems like i don't want to go i don't want to get all like political and Crackers, but like you know, but it it feels like no matter what you do or what you're going through, whatever, it, like at some point you're going to be persecuted and you're going to burn. Like, <laughs> and so that's that's kind of where that song stemmed from, and and really the the end point of it is you know kind of I think what the whole record is saying in one way is you know live life the way you want and accept the price that you're going to pay. Because everyone's gonna pay a price. You're you're gonna pay a price for your life. I'm gonna pay a price for mine. And just as long as you're living your life to the fullest of your ability and how you want to, know that that's gonna come with something. But uh, but you know, be willing and accepting of that. And it, as long as you know that ahead of time, then you're all good. Definitely, <laughs> I love it. So one last question. I know we're we're getting short on time, but um. <clears throat> out of all of the songs on this album, which is the one you are most excited to play live when you can be in front of people again? <sighs> it's like, it's impossible. It's such yeah. an impossible question. Um, I mean, I guess just off the top of my head, Death by Rock and Roll would be the first song just because A, it's the title tracks, the first song we put out, it's the first song on the record. We did our like acoustic version, which, you know, was fun. But it's not the same. Like I, I miss electricity. Like I really want to yeah. get on stage and like 
you know, feel that, feel that and feel that power and that riff in full force. And I think that that would be a lot of fun to play live. Um, also, Only Love Can Save Me Now is one that I I love singing um, in any variation, honestly, like acoustically or plugged in. Um, so that's something that I'm looking forward to playing live. Rock and Roll Heaven. I don't know. The answer is Turning Gold, uh, which is Burn. The answer is all of them. <laughs> so the whole, I album. the whole album, the whole album and our whole previous catalog, because I miss playing the old songs too. Like I, I, I really do. Like I love like some of my favorite um, live songs are songs that we play off of the first record off of Light Me Up. Like every time we play Make Me Want to Die, like that just brings a smile to my face like it's just it's a it's a fun experience it brings me back to that time period uh which was just so joyful and so um you know every record kind of has its it's like its own little time capsule and so anytime you play a song off that record it it mentally brings me back to that space and i think that that's that's one of the things that's so cool about music and so the answer is all the songs yeah <laughs> all yeah. Of them. I love it. And, and I think we would all be happy to sit there and listen to all of them. <laughs> Just, well, I mean, it might be like a 10 hour concert at that point. It, it's like the, okay. it's, the, it's the reverse problem that we had before when we first started touring, um, you know, back in, you know, our brand new little baby band and our, uh, our first record had barely just come out. Right. We, were opening, we were opening for Guns N' Roses and which was incredible. Yeah. Um, but they were like, we need you to play longer. And we were like, well, we're already playing every song off our album. And we have, and we're already playing three covers. If we play any more than three covers, like at that point, we're a cover band, which is not ever my intention as much as I love other people's music and I love, and I appreciate it. And I like singing, you know, other people's songs. That's not what I want to do for right. a living. I like writing my own music. So, so we essentially just like, uh, extended the guitar solos and like just like extended every song and made it like a little bit longer to try to fill out the time slot because we didn't have enough material. And now the cool thing is coming out now or whenever we can actually be on the road again is we're going to have the reverse problem of we're not going to know what to cut and what to play. And, right. and I think that's going to be a, a fun problem to have. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one more question. Let's see. Will the song Follow Me Down still be the opening track for live shows? Good question. Um, probably not. I think that we have, uh, you know, kind of moved on from that era. Not to say that we won't play Follow Me Down because that's one of my, that's still one of my favorite uh, songs to play live. Um, but probably won't be the intro. Not to say never again, though. Like I've learned, especially in quarantine and all this, I've I've learned never say never to anything because right. who knows. But um, but probably not. I think I think we got some uh, some cooler things up our sleeves. Yeah, you guys definitely have a lot of cool things to choose from. Um, it has been amazing. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Um, so excited to be able to see you live again and to see you play this album live. Um. I know I'm, I'm speaking for everybody. I know that I am. So I, I'm dying. Like yeah. I'm dying to play it. It's like, it's slowly killing me. It's like, I feel like I'm being poisoned slowly at this point. Like as much as I love acoustic, like my joke has become as much as I love acoustic guitars, which 
I really do. Like I've got yeah. I'm surrounded. You can't see it right now because I'm in like a sea of black, but I'm surrounded by acoustic guitars and they're all in different tunings. And that's how I write everything. Like everything starts on an acoustic, but once you plug in, you, it, it's hard to go backwards. And, and I, at this point, I'm, my joke has become, I'm really, really, really missing electricity. Like <laughs> I love playing these songs acoustically. I wrote them on acoustic guitar, love the songs, all that. But like, man, I miss Jamie smashing his drums and, you know, Mark and Ben cranked to 10, me cranked to 10 and screaming into a microphone for real. Like that, that energy that you can't get sitting at home playing by yourself like you just you can't feel that um without electricity so yeah. you know my, and you, all of us feel it you know I it's think, like feeling yeah. your soul. you're feeling your soul and it becomes this like symbi you know especially like live shows they become this thing that i think i used to almost take for granted and i will never do that again um like really because it, it that there's something so magical that happens where there's this kind of symbiotic um, relationship between, you know, us on stage and the fans, and it becomes this kind of whole one, I don't know, one unit that yeah. I'm doing this badly, but you, you kind of, you, you understand what I'm saying. It becomes this yeah. experience. So like, we're, we're all in it together. And that's like, and I miss that so much. And, and I miss playing with the guys. So like, my hope is like what I'm looking forward to is just the four of us being able to get back into the rehearsal space, like just start there. Definitely. And then, and then we'll add the fans. Like I, we miss you guys equally as much, but like, you know, if the four of us don't practice, then we're just going to suck and we'll put on. Right. <laughs> I don't know about that. But so you know, can you the four of us getting in a room, cranking right. amps and like, we'll start there. And that's, that's what I'm hoping will happen in the next, um, you know, at least like month, hopefully. Yeah. Well, and I mean, can you imagine that first show back? Not even just like for you guys, for the fans, like it's going to be one of those things that, you know, do you remember when? I feel mm -hmm. like nobody will forget that first live show again. A thousand percent. I feel like everyone, you know, I, my my other bad joke, but <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I feel like every musician wishes they could be a comedian and uh, I have a lot of comedian friends and they all wish they could be musicians. So I think it goes kind of hand in hand. I wish I could be a stand up. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> my other bad joke that I've been saying in press and stuff is, you know, when live shows do come back right now, it's like tantric sex. Like right. <laughs> we, we've been waiting and waiting and everyone's like, you know, dying for it. Um, and so when it does come back, it's just gonna explode and it's oh, yeah. gonna, be, it's gonna be phenomenal. And, uh, and I can't wait for that day. Me too. It's gonna be freaking magic for everybody involved. Yeah. Everyone, like yeah. every single person. Well, I can't wait until that happens. And I cannot wait to be able to talk to you face to face, like actually in the same room. I know <laughs> that day too. Like I'm so done with the computer thing. Like, you know, in one way it's easy. Cause it's like, I got the setup. You got the, you did the same yeah. thing, whatever, but eh, it's there. Eh. But it's not the same. You don't get the same connection, but, but at least I can see you and you look gorgeous and I can hear you and I can see you and, and I, I, you know, we're very blessed that we live in the time of technology, I guess, because can you imagine if we were going through this without any of this, like, no. it all, like we've all, all lost our minds at some point during this pandemic, like 
everyone's had a breakdown. I know I have. So like, and I thought I was handling it pretty well too, but like everyone's had like a, a moment for sure. Yeah. Um, so I just, I think that as soon as we can all like be together in person, it's going to, I think we're just going to appreciate each other so much more. And I think that is, you know, just as like a human race, you know, I hope at least that we're going to have grown so much from this experience and, and really come out of this on a, on a brighter and better side than where we started. Not like, not, not stay in the same spot, but like literally be moved forward into a brighter future. That's, that's my hope. Definitely. I wish that everybody in the world could hear that because truly that's, that would have made this whole thing worth it in my opinion. Yeah. And I think, well, and I think that that's genuinely, I think that's what will happen. I mean, knock on wood. Yes, I know. I'm with you. As I say that, but yeah, knock on wood. (laughs) But but I, I, I do think that, I think that people are, you know, missing human contact in such a huge way that like when we can, actually have that and like now that the vaccines are starting to you know be a little bit more accessible and you know it's, we're moving in the right direction that's what i'm saying and eventually, eventually we'll actually be able to hug again and it'll be great it would be amazing yes i look forward to it um until we can see you live again stay safe and um and thanks again for taking the time to chat with me of course love you thank you so All much right. thanks we'll see you soon later okay, bye